welcome everyone to the Faculty of Environments Being Unconventional podcast. In this episode, we'll be talking to working class students and staff about underrepresentation, access to leads and opportunities and advice. I'm Susan Preston, I'm your host. I'm the Equality and Inclusion Student Champion for the School of Geography. And I'm gonna be talking to an undergraduate student, Olivia Dawson from the School of Earth and Environment. Ben Q, who's a PhD student from Food Sciences, and Dr. Mark Thomas, who's a lecturer from the School of Earth and Environment. Hope you look forward to listening and I'll let the participants introduce themselves now. Hi, so uh, yep, my name is Ben. Um, I am currently in my sixth year, I believe. Uh, I'm currently doing a PhD um, uh, based around uh, food science and nutrition. Uh, My undergraduate was in Uh, food science here at Leeds. Um, Originally I'm from uh, Cornwall, uh, so quite far, far away. Um, (laughs) And um, uh, in terms of my whole whole background, I've come from a very working class background, so I'm the first in my family to do A-levels, yet alone uh, an undergrad degree, and yet alone a PhD. So (laughs) it's uh, gone a bit off the the track uh, with the usual uh, family plan, but um, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much um, an introduction to myself. Thanks, Ben. Um, Olivia? Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Liv. I'm in my first year and I'm doing environment and business. Um, I'm originally from Kent. I uh, grew up living with my extended family. Uh, not quite as far away as Cornwall, but still pretty far. I live with my grandparents, uncles, cousins um, in a working class single parent household. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it about me. Mark? Uh, hi, yeah. Um, my name is Mark Thomas. Um, I've been at Leeds now since 2010, I think. So I'm currently um, a MSc programme leader uh, in the School of Earth and Environment. Uh, originally, I'm um, from a village called Vellinvall, um in, in South Wales. So uh, much like Ben, actually, very, very working class village, um, mainly reliant on sort of um, old jobs in the coal mine, which doesn't exist anymore. But I've now lived in England longer than I have done in Wales, uh, which I'm, I'm seen as a bit of an outsider whenever I go back. But um, yeah, that's my background. Thanks, everyone. Um, that's a great introduction. So we'll make a start by our first topic of this podcast, which is about access to leads. So I want to ask Olivia first and then Ben, what were your experiences of doing access to leads? And also, why did you pick the access to leads route? Uh, yeah, so I did access to leads. I just thought it'd be a really good opportunity to release some stress during A-levels. Obviously, being in my first year means that my A-levels went through the pandemic, so I didn't actually end up doing them. Um, uh, I mean, it was a really good opportunity. Unfortunately, the grades that I'd been offered were to change my BTEC, which I'd done the year before already. So it didn't end up changing my grades particularly, but um, I know a lot of people and I've got a few people in my flat who went through access to leads. Their, um, their experience is really good. Their offers were great. So it might've just been the combination of, of subjects that I was taking, but I do think it, it, is, it is a really great opportunity for the people that are able to benefit from it. Yeah, definitely. How about you, Ben? So, um, um, like um, Olivia, so yeah, I went for access to leads. Um, so uh, it wasn't too bad for me, really. I didn't have many issues. I mean, I'm not sure how much it's changed in six years because it has been a while. But um, there, there was like there was like seven different 
boxes and you had to tick them in order to um, uh, basically apply. Like, uh, I think you had to do, you have to be uh, two of the seven. I think that's uh, how it was. And I basically ticked most of them. So I thought, um, you know, why not go through access to leads? You know, if I can reduce my grades, then, you know, less stress. Um, uh, it'll be a bit more relaxing, hopefully. Um, I didn't necessarily need to, I mean, my, I wasn't doing too bad at school, but um, um, so I wasn't, I, I wasn't like, it wasn't like a yes or a no, whether I'd get to uni through access to leads or not. But it was, like I said, it was good to have that as a plan B, um, definitely. Yeah, I definitely agree with that and similar experiences for me. Um, so we want to just touch on maybe some of the issues that there might be with access to leads. I'm opening it up. So yeah, anyone, anyone want to start? Yeah, I can, I can have a go. I mean, I definitely think that some of the criteria is great. Um, I'm not saying that I had like immense financial struggles growing up, but I did have a single parent household. My mum was quite ill, so she um, she can only work part time, which did mean that, that there are some money problems, uh, which is the main reason that I went through access leads, definitely. But um, I mean, I also qualified for uh, the the location, which is just because I live in a, a coastal area, really like two thirds of what's around me is sea, which is why not that many people around me progress to higher education. There's, there's not that many people living there. So, I mean, I understand that there has to be criteria um, in order to get people to do access to leads, but I do think that maybe people should be able to state their case if they're, they don't fit the criteria, but they do have a reason that they should, they should benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, Oh, sorry, Ben, go on, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. You know, you should be able to state your case because everyone's unique in a way. So I feel like there shouldn't be a yes or a no. I mean, I know they have to narrow it down, but, um, you know, there should be a way for someone to apply for it, even if they don't, you know, necessarily tick the boxes because every circumstance is the same. Just because you're from a postcode, which is good, doesn't mean you're necessarily a, um, uh, you know, you're actually performing well, like, yeah yeah definitely um and um i mean um yeah that, that's it <laughs> i've lost my trail of thought <laughs> i'll let you go uh, from now mark i agree with both what olivia and, and ben are saying i think the the idea and the principle behind access to leads is is really good the, the it's so to speak the heart is in the right place but i i massively agree with olivia where the criteria are sometimes a bit they seem a bit formulated um, and there are people who can massively benefit from that who don't necessarily need to. So, I mean, I'd consider myself now um, fairly lucky. My, my, my kids are, I would like to think, well, well supported. But if we stay in, in the location where we live and through various other things, my, my, my children are both eligible for access to leads. And I wouldn't necessarily say that they are or might not require it. Whereas people just like Ben said, who live in a different area, who have parents from a different background, may be uneligible, but actually in more need of, of, of the scheme to come to Leeds. So they're, I, yeah, they're needed because we need to have some criteria, but whether they're the right criteria is, is, is another thing. And, and they're used, I mean, we get it's the quotas system as well. It's the case we, we get sort of knuckles wrapped by our schools or faculties if we don't meet our quota 
of, of access to lead students of low, from lower participation areas, which is right to get those people into university. Um, both Olivia and Ben have talked about sort of um, grades and stuff and making it easier for people to get here. But then that also needs more support and follow up when you're at the university as well. Um, it's not good dropping people who've, in theory, been struggling at university in, into Leeds, which considers itself rightly so a, a lead in Russell Group University, and dropping them in with um, with people who who are not from those backgrounds, who didn't have the same struggles and issues coming to university. It's it's almost to a certain extent setting those guys up to fail, and we need to help and provide a bit more support in addition to just getting entrance to the university as well. Or at least that's just my opinion on the matter, anyway. Yeah, I've actually got something to add as well. Sorry, I just remembered now. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, so that, that was, these are all the um, issues, I guess, before university. But I've also noticed when at university, um, um, my email um, is different to everyone else's. So we have, um, some, it's like an LL and then your email while everyone else is their course. So for instance, food science, uh, most people's emails would be FSXXX, uh, while mine's LL. And... I didn't realize at the time it took me, I don't know, until a second year. And I was like, oh, why is my email so different? And that's because I've come through access to leads. And it's quite odd because when I can see everyone's email, it's just me and this other person. And I'm, I don't know, there's 120 people in my class. I don't know, it's, it's, it sort of feels almost excluded in, in a way. It's almost like it's a bit weird. It's like, you know, I'm not a part of FS. You know, it's almost like I'm not a part of this um, uh club i mean i i know it's just an email but it's still at the end of the day you know it's out there for everyone to see as well i just think it's a bit odd it is it definitely is odd um i know it's something that the university is looking at trying to change at some point and i think as well it would be a fantastic thing if that could be changed i think we'll move on to talking a bit about underrepresentation i want to ask mark first what were your experiences of being from an underrepresented group um, I, I was quite happy with it. I mean, um, I, much like Ben said earlier, I was, I was from a family where I was the first person from my side of the family to go to university. That was some time ago, actually, now that was in, in 98. Um, but all my friends from, from school, all the people I grew up with in, in the years above and below me that I knew, there was only about seven people in my year group of about 130 students who actually went to university. Um, but what, what really strikes me now and what I'm quite uh, quite upset and saddened by is that nothing seems to have changed in that respect. So, I mean, the Department for Education figures were released last year and sort of for students who are from that sort of working class background, I think there's only 26% of students who are eligible for free meals ended up going to university. And that's even worse when you look at sort of white males within that group. It's only 13%. Of, of white males who are eligible for school meals go to university. And that's almost an order of magnitude less, uh, well, it's not an order of magnitude, sorry, half, uh, half less of, of any other demographic, regardless of, of what the criteria for that demographic is. And it's just really, yeah, it's really depressing to think that sort of 25 years on, nothing seems to have changed when I was the first in my family to go to university. That is still happening today. And I don't understand why that's the case, why we aren't putting as much effort into getting that really low represented demographic into universities. How about everybody else? How did you find being from an underrepresented working class group? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll continue. So um, yeah, Mark, those were the, some crazy statistics. I mean, I, I knew it was sort of bad, but it was, I mean, that's, 
it's crazy like those those um statistics those figures um i mean when i came to university so obviously i'm from cornwall barely anyone leaves cornwall yet alone ventures up to the north of england um so i was uh i don't know when i came here i was like oh okay am i gonna meet people like myself like you know is um you know is everyone gonna be you know relatively you know from a working class background i guess and um and it was kind of crazy because i mean as i said like um me and this one, one of the person in a class of 120 we came through access to leads um so it's and a lot of people i talk to they really aren't from a working class background like i remember i had a friend who went to grammar school and i was like wow like that's crazy like that must be you know you must be really i mean not grammar school like a private school and i said oh you must be you know well off and then it's like it's actually every other person i feel like um and I mean, that extends to how I've got on with people in certain groups as well. Um, I can't really, there's a lot of, um, um, I can't really relate to some of the issues a lot of these people have. Um, uh, like, um, I feel like, I don't know, like I, for instance, um, going on holiday, like, oh, I can't go on holiday this year. And it's just like, oh, well, I haven't been, I didn't go on holiday for 10 years when I was younger. And um, I, I know I feel a bit, um, the, when those conversations come up, I feel a bit like, oh okay you know um I'm a bit excluded here like I don't who can I relate to um but one good thing about Leeds is that they do have uh, something called the plus program and when I came here that was probably one of the best things I've ever joined whilst being here and um, because I met people like myself and um these people became um really good friends they even became like housemates and um, I ended up living with them and um and that, that was like fantastic so I feel like there is support to find these groups but in general in my course there, there really wasn't um, mm -hmm. many people yeah that's really interesting um Olivia I would I'd like to know like what your experiences are especially starting university you know in the online world so what's it like in halls yeah I mean it, it's been it's been an experience um just because I've not been able to really socialize with many other groups apart from the people that I live with um and especially because I live in Devonshire Hall at the moment that's that's been something that I've had to kind of adjust to because <clears throat> there's a lot of music students that live here um I'm lucky enough that my my mum did pay for me to have music lessons and I do play an instrument but I feel like I'm a bit of an outlier most people that play instruments have you know had thousands and thousands of pounds put into it and and that means that they they usually are in a better financial position they they had a better financial upbringing um i mean through the plus program especially yeah i have i have met some people um who had a similar upbringing to me that are still in the same sort of things i am through societies i mean in the orchestra for the uni so i've met people through there that also have the same experiences and um, I'm not sure if <clears throat> it was done on purpose, but my, my flat here is mostly made up of people on the PLUS programme. So although a lot of people around me have had better upbringings, and I do sometimes clash heads with some of the people that I meet that live here, I do have other people around me that know exactly what I'm going through, which is, is really good. And it's something that's, that's really helped me. And I'm glad the uni's, uni's done that for me. That's great. Um, so just to sort of wrap up the podcast today, we're just going to have uh, talk a bit about opportunities. So I think we'll start with Mark. I want to know what your advice is for working class staff just at the university. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, 
I, I don't. I, to be honest with you, I'm not really sure I've got any any real advice. It's it's taken me a while to sort of get used to to things. Um, as I say, I've been at Leeds now for quite a while, and I, I still find sometimes it's having conversations is really simple things. I mean, I've got lots of I'd like to think lots of friends across the, the department and across the university from from all from all backgrounds, but like really simple things. Like sometimes I'll I'll want to talk about the football. Um, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, hang on, I'm the only one here who wants to talk about football. Everybody else is talking about, uh, as Ben was saying, their holiday or their, their skiing trip they had over Easter. Um, things where I still get a little bit excluded because I've never been skiing before. Um, but that, that really, uh, the advice would be that that's kind of to keep to keep going, um, I guess, to to encourage more people to to come to university because unless unless sort of we we do that that's not going to change so I, I quite like going back home and talking to the schools uh, back home um, I get asked to give give presentations to, to back to the schools or the comprehensives where I went and and the more that I that we can do that the more we can get people from from this very underrepresented demographic into universities and the more that changes and I think that can only be good for the university because it changes the viewpoint and it changes the experience and we're not we're not all towards one side of, of any particular debate so yeah I, I, the only advice I would have is, is to go out into the communities you've come from and, and try to sort of represent the university and get more people to come here um yeah, that's, that's really, good, really good advice. Um, how about Ben? What what opportunities can working class students make use of while they're at uni, and what advice do you have for them? Well, um, I'll start with the advice. So, um, I mean, I say to all these people, you know, you've already stepped into the unknown, you know, off the off the track of um, um, probably your background. But so I say, you know, keep on walking. <laughs> um, you know, you deserve to be here, and uh, you've worked for it. Um. And uh, you've basically earned every moment to be here. So take advantage of that. Uh, you know, this might be the first time that you've had access to money. It was certainly mine. I remember getting my loan. I was like, what do I do with this money? Like, <laughs> you know, I can buy like nice food. <laughs> um, so yeah, just use the opportunity to do things you never got to. Um, one of the best things about the university is the societies. It's some of the best times I've had here. Um, I've joined 20 plus societies. Uh, things I've never got to do before so I, I've been in the swimming society for four years I'm now in uh, the rowing team like I, I've never did this growing up uh, you can do even crazy things like scuba diving and it's <laughs> and like you know you would never I would have never even dreamed of that um, and especially uh, travel as well like you know you're able there's there's all sorts of links to being able to travel around and it's great um, and I would also say you know um, uh, take advantage of every opportunity and say yes um, um, so yeah, I mean now you know I've, I'm now doing a PhD, and um, um, so <laughs> who knows where I'll end up. So yeah, just yeah, just yeah, explore your curiosity. I would say. Yeah. How about you, Olivia? Obviously, you've started in totally different times to everybody else. Do you have any advice for working class students? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say, uh, I think the lead hardship fund for me was a really important one. So just um, looking into that, like if it's an option for you, if you think that you might be eligible for that, that's really helped me whilst I've been here just to um, like manage my finances a little bit better, have a little bit of money um, just on top of, of on top of my halls rent and stuff like that. But also socials, um, obviously they're mostly online at the moment, but 
definitely I think for working class people people have come from working class backgrounds um it's really important to to go to those socials find people who are interested in the same things you're interested in and and maybe even meeting people there that might employ you in the future I think definitely it's something that I struggled with before is is finding the right circles of people um that might help me in the future I think that's something that's really important to do at uni yeah, I'm sure you'll develop that throughout your time at uni, like I think Ben and me and Mark probably as well would agree. Anyway, thank you everyone. Um, thanks Ben, Olivia and Mark for featuring on this episode of the Being Unconventional podcast. We hope listeners have enjoyed hearing from the experiences of working class students and staff. We look forward to talking to other underrepresented um, students and staff from the Faculty of Environment in our next episode. Thank you. Thank you.